Happy Jalo January. Welcome to Jalo of the Month Club. I'm your host, Diana Koch. On this episode, I am taking a solo trip to Austria and reviewing Sergio Martino's erotic thriller, The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward. Starring Italian film siren Edwidge Finnick, The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward is rich with unique visual touches and social commentary. This episode will explore taboo sexuality in Italian society and how the title of this 1971 thriller may or may not be misleading. Before I get into the Jalu goodness, I wanted to recommend two shows that I watched recently and really enjoyed. The first show is called Normal People. Based on Sally Rooney's best-selling novel, Normal People is a modern story focusing on young love and just how complicated intimacy can really be. I felt extremely connected to both leads, even though their story is a messy one. You can watch Normal People on Hulu. The second show that I wanted to recommend is The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. This show is incredibly entertaining and very well made. It's a period drama miniseries set in the 1950s and 1960s. The story follows the life of an orphan chess prodigy on her rise to the top of the chess world while struggling with drug and alcohol dependency. Released in October 2020, The Queen's Gambit has become Netflix's most watched scripted miniseries. Now on to our Jallo of the Month. In The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward, we follow an ambassador's wife who discovers that one of the men in her life, either her husband, an ex-lover, or her current lover, may be a vicious serial killer. This episode will contain spoilers. If you have not seen this film from 1971, you can watch it now on Shudder and Tubi. Julie Ward is a woman who needs to swear off men for a bit. She attempts to escape an abusive relationship by marrying a very normal person who is an ambassador at the Italian embassy in Austria. But things are not that easily fixed. Julie suffers from erotic nightmares, where she makes love to her ex-boyfriend while being showered in broken glass, but continues to proclaim her hatred for him to anyone that will listen. At a friend's party where women tear paper dresses from each other and wrestle naked, Julie meets a cool guy who is determined to seduce her, regardless of her husband or complicated romantic history. Of course, this all happens as there is a psychosexual killer stalking Vienna, murdering prostitutes and other beautiful women at random. The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward is director Sergio Martino's first entry into the Giallo Filone, We see the inclusion of a few typical giallo tropes, such as a cloaked killer with black leather gloves. We follow the lives of the rich and well-off. There's J&B scotch whiskey, a red phone, and a liberal dose of nudity. The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward was released under a few different titles. Blade of the Ripper, Next, and The Next Victim. The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward was released at least twice on VHS in the U.S. The version titled Next Victim, with an 87-minute runtime, is quite different from the version released as Blade of the Ripper, which has an 83-minute runtime. Strange Vice was shot in widescreen, and neither version is letterboxed. The version released as Next Victim contains no nudity. 
Blade of the Ripper has the opening titles and several other sequences removed entirely, which accounts for the shorter runtime. The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward was refused a UK cinema certificate in 1971 and was finally released uncut on DVD in the UK in 2011. Our main character in this film is Julie Ward, who is played by Edwidge Fennec. She is a Jalo queen. Projecting a fragile beauty and only overacting on occasion, Edwidge plays Julie as a layered character with a lot of emotion. She is a vulnerable, tortured soul. Julie's husband is named Neil, played by Alberto de Mendoza. Neil is all too aware of his wife's strange vice, which we will get into in just a few moments. Julie brings baggage to her marriage in the form of lovers, past, current, soon-to-be, and Neil accepts his wife's liaisons while acting all-white knight if the moment presents itself. Julie's best friend is named Carol, played by Christina Arioldi. Carol is a great sidekick. In the tradition of Jalo films, she's the free-spirited, worry-free counterpart to the more sensible main character of Julie. Carol has a cousin named George, who is played by George Hilton. George is the cool guy who tries seducing Julie. Something I was a little bit put off by was George Hilton being billed first in this film. One would assume that since Mrs. Ward is the lead character, Edwidge would be billed first, but she wasn't. Lastly, of the main characters, we have Jean. You may recognize this actor from All the Colors of the Dark and a few other films by Sergio Martino. Jean and Julie had a sexual relationship for two years, and he's the person that you see in some of the more explicitly sexual scenes in this film. In addition to the cast of Who's Who of Italian Thrillers, there are a few standout features of this film. The music and cinematography are terrific. Strange Vice features music by Italian composer and occasional actress Nora Orlandi. The style of Orlandi's Jalo soundtracks is unmistakable, with a compositional use of semitone intervals accentuated by vocals with piano, distorted organ, and rhythmic jazz. As the first female film composer of Italian cinema, Orlandi composed scores for Spaghetti Westerns, European spy films, and Jolly, and she is best known for the piece she wrote and performed for this movie, which was later reused in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill Volume 2. Nora Orlandi is the first female film composer to be reviewed on Jalo of the Month Club. It's not often that you find a Jalo composed by a female musician, so that's definitely one of the more standout features of The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward. Director Sergio Martino is best known for his westerns, and that style of filmmaking permeates this giallo. This is especially noticeable during the one-on-one desert showdown towards the end of the film. Much like Martino's other films, Strange Vice contains disorienting camera angles, bizarre flashbacks, great cinematic set pieces, and surrealist landscapes. I was particularly fond of the panning shots as Julie has reactions to blood. I also really like the parking garage scene, and its use of lighting to focus on a single corner of the dark garage was extremely effective. Also, you may have noticed that the Wards live in the same apartment from the Red Queen Kill Seven Times, which I reviewed on last month's episode. Here's another spoiler warning because this is when I really get into the spoilers. (laughs) 
While the film starts off hitting all of the standard beats, the last 20 minutes really shake things up with some fantastic twists and double crosses, making this film a standout of Jalo storytelling. With a 100-minute runtime, The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward includes 7 kills, 2 are fakeouts, averaging 1 kill every 14 minutes. There's also a really insane triple cross ending. It essentially happens 11 minutes from the end of the film. It is revealed that George and John work together to kill Julie. This turns out to be the triple cross, since George and Neil were also working together, which is revealed eight minutes from the end of the film. Jean, George, and Neil all conspired to murder Julie and reap various financial benefits. The motive is a common Jalo explanation of greed and money. However, there's somewhat of a happy ending, because Julie ends up faking her death and all three men are caught, then killed in the aftermath. Rather than go through each beat and kill of this film, I wanted to explore the overarching theme of vice and taboo sexuality in Italian society and how it influenced the strange vice of Mrs. Ward. Historically, the word taboo is used to describe many religious prohibitions forbidding specified behavior usually under the threat of punishment. Many taboos of this type involve offensive towards the spirit world and religious customs. A taboo is something a culture considers forbidden, although it is not necessarily religious in nature. Sexual morality varies greatly between cultures. Sex may have either a negative connotation or is considered the highest expression of the divine. Catholic sexual morality distinguishes between activities that are practiced for biological reproduction allowed only when in formal marital status. Fornication, masturbation, lust, and pornography are all considered immoral. In The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward, our leather glove killer is outed as a sex fiend. He is called a sex pervert and a sex maniac multiple times, yet he is never shown doing anything sexual to his victims. Religious organizations, in this case the Catholic Church, had a strong influence in the production, distribution, exhibition, and consumption of films from policies and leaders to censorship and audiences. Film productions of the 1970s reflected wider social fears and sexual tensions embodied by religious leaders, which resulted in popular film patterns fusing themes of violence with morbid erotic desires and political commentary. Sergio Martino and his brother slash producer Luciano Martino own a popular film production company associated with this revolutionary period of modern Italian history. The company produced 115 influential feature films across contemporary genres, such as terrorist threat thrillers, rogue cop dramas, cannibal films, sexploitation features, and graphic horror cycles. These films provided extreme entertainment and political critique for regional, national, and international audiences alike. This output of films showcased the creative talents of Sergio Martino, as well as attracting Europe's leading directors, screenwriters, and performers. In general, we can observe that sexual taboos are evolving. In contemporary society, there are few taboos left. 
The Catholic Church teaches that all sexual pleasure outside of marriage is sinful. This causes important cultural issues when comparing the cultural systems of the U.S. with the Italian systems. Most Christians in Italy adhere to the Catholic Church, whose headquarters are in Vatican City, Rome. The Catholic Church can effectively ban a movie, not only because of its immense sway with the Italian population, but because it owns almost all movie theaters in Italy. They can deem a film as being unacceptable, that it should be censored, and use their power to paralyze the distribution. Even as recently as 2016, the Catholic Church used their power to have an award-winning film banned from cinemas because it featured gay characters and a gay storyline. As for the strange vice of Mrs. Ward, it's disappointing how little Julie's strange vice, I'm doing air quotes here, has to do with the actual plot. Her vice is explicitly mentioned once and is shown in one scene only. Julie has a so-called blood habit. Blood has a strange effect on her. It excites and repels her at the same time. A single scene shows Julie acting upon this vice. In a nightmarish flashback which features her ex-lover Jean, Jean smashes a bottle and shatters glass on a topless Julie. Jean proceeds to cut her with the broken bottle. As she bleeds, they make love and Julie appears to enjoy this. Strange Vice could be followed under F-Jalo or the female-centric Jalo mold. This is a film that features a female protagonist who is embroiled in a more sexual and psychological story, typically focusing on her sexuality and fragile mental state. By 2021 standards, Julie may not be considered as having a strange vice at all. It's interesting to look at taboo sexuality and society's response to it, especially in 1970s Italy. For 1971 standards, it's possible that Julie's vice was considered strange. A distinctive feature of Italy is that the country experienced change in sexual behavior many years later than other European countries. In Italy, the Catholic Church has retained a stronger and more marked presence in the socialization of young people than in other European societies. Several studies have emphasized a link between strong family ties and family life in Italy. Parents tend to discourage non-normative behavior in their offspring, and even adult children feel a great parental pressure when making their own life decisions. In the gradual spread of non-marital cohabitation, which means living with someone that you are not married to, the influence of the older generation has proven to be crucial. Analyzing taboo sexuality also means examining the behavior and opinions surrounding sex. Sexual double standards play a role regarding these opinions. By double standard, I mean the different rules that men and women are subjected to. More specifically, the sexual double standard consists of judging heterosexual men and women differently for the same sexual behavior. Women are judged more critically, and typically negatively, than men for the same sexual behaviors, and their sexual freedom is more restricted. Typically, premarital sex and sex outside of wedlock were considered more acceptable for men. These types of behaviors were not only discouraged for women, but were also a source of social stigma. There's a provocative scene at the beginning of Strange Vice. Jean slaps Julie repeatedly, kisses her, and rips her clothes off. Julie does not appear to enjoy this. However, the film wants you to believe that Julie is into being dominated and enjoys being an adulterer. 
I found that this film sent a lot of mixed messages, especially for being made after the cultural and social movements of the 1960s, when sexuality turned into a symbol of freedom and personal affirmation, especially for women. I would like to think that Sergio Martino was using this scene as commentary on how Italian society in the 1970s viewed any woman who takes pleasure from sex outside of wedlock as having a strange vice. Religion is all about control. Religious institutions maintain power by controlling sexual freedom. The Catholic Church claims that sex should only occur within marriage because pregnancy might ensue, and that involves responsibility towards a child. Abortion and contraception threaten that control by making responsible extramarital sex a realistic possibility and are therefore condemned. Another important issue connected to sex and religion is the idea of guilt about sexual enjoyment, which reinforces the concept that religion is all about power and control. If you look at the character of Carol, she is quite open and not ashamed of her own so-called loose morals. On the other hand, Julie is ashamed of her strange vice, even though there is nothing wrong with it other than she has bad taste in men. At one point, Carol comments on Julie's unhappiness. She mentions that Neil, Julie's husband, is modern, therefore he should not care about Julie's extramarital affairs. The way Italians view and experience sex changed drastically throughout history. In the past, sex was considered a taboo subject. In Italy, just like in so many other European countries, this was perhaps due to the powerful influence of the Catholic Church on society. Before that, of course, we had the Romans, who were open about their sexuality and whose social norms astonish many still today. Mapping the importance of Italian popular film traditions during a decade of social unrest brings me to the Adam and Eve symbolism within this film. Forbidden fruit is mentioned on multiple occasions. In the Middle Ages, it was sermonized to audiences of men and women that Eve was the original cause of all evil whose disgrace has come down to all other women. I've really enjoyed the Adam and Eve symbolism and subtle references within this film, although I wish they were more ingrained in the actual story and the film's overall message. I will give it to Julie. She serves George with this sassy line before taking a very seductive bite out of an apple. Julie says, You are mistaken. It's Eve who has to offer the apple. Edwidge really delivers this line. It's a quote that really stuck with me and it's one of my favorites from this film. However, Julie almost immediately falls under George's spell and into his bed. Sergio Martino has said that he was specifically trying to make films in the early 70s about the changing roles of women in society at the time. Unfortunately for Julie, there's a fine line with being submissive and walked all over. Her strange vice is what makes her susceptible to patriarchy. Taken literally, it's a story of a woman being used and abused by every man in her life. As a metaphor, Julie could be seen as sharing patriarchal values while suffering under them. For this Jalo January episode, I have two Flavor of the Month picks. If you're looking for a thriller with plenty of twists and turns and a bit of trashiness, I would recommend Basic Instinct from 1992 and Wild Things from 1998. Both films have an erotic thriller feel and would pair well with The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward. You can follow Jalo of the Month Club on Twitter and Instagram at Jalo Club. 
If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you like what you hear, please give the podcast a five-star rating. Jowl of the Month Club's logo design is by Vegan Patches on Instagram. The theme music is by Dream Division. You can find Dream Division's music on Instagram at Dream Division Music and on Bandcamp at dreamdivision.bandcamp.com. You can follow myself, Diana, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at DianaNK. 2021 will bring more Jalo content along with festival features and genre film reviews outside of the Jalo Filone. In the coming weeks, look for your monthly Jalo episode and exclusive content from Final Girls Berlin and the Sundance Film Festival. As always, I'm your host, Diana Koch, and you have been listening to Jalo of the Month.